spooky greetings to every single one of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your ghoulishly delicious day. Those tunes, as always, are courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. As you know, it's no shocker whatsoever that I am a fan of burial grounds. I love just the history behind them. The legends, the ghostly tales, and of course, the architecture. Oh my god, I could spend all day just wandering around, and at times I have. Each one is unique and one of a kind. They are truly cities of the dead. Today, I want to talk a bit about one that I can only dream of going to one day. La Recoleta Cemetery in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And it is honestly straight up cities of the dead. There's streets and signs. The cemetery is laid out in sections similar to city blocks and beautifully manicured. And the funeral statues, (laughs) forget about it. Not only does it remind me of the gorgeous above ground burials in New Orleans, but also when I went to Spring Grove in Cincinnati, Ohio. The middle of August of 2019, I did an episode all about that one titled Exploring Spring Grove Cemetery. And you should definitely check that one out if you haven't already. It's episode 22. But while in Spring Grove and in any cemetery in New Orleans, anywhere your eyes wander, you see something phenomenal. Some beautiful life-size statue of the deceased, tributes, monuments, mausoleums, crypts, tombs, and what have you. Tons of eye catchers, for sure. Look up images of La Recoleta Cemetery, and you are in for an absolute treat. Also in the cover pic, I share some of the crypt pictures of some of the ones that I will be talking about in this episode. So take a look at those as they are absolutely gorgeous and all have stories behind them. The BBC has long since considered La Recoleta one of the world's best cemeteries, and CNN placed it among the 10 most beautiful cemeteries in the world. Now, of course, that doesn't make it official, but tourists and locals alike claim that if you are in Buenos Aires, your trip is not complete until you go to this famed cemetery. Even for those who normally wouldn't step foot onto a burial ground, or if you are not a paranormal nutball like myself, the architecture alone is worth the trip. Many consider this place an outside museum, for this 14-acre cemetery is truly one of a kind. You see, up until the year 1822, Buenos Aires residents who died were to be buried on church grounds. Then, on November of that year, after the Argentinian War for Independence, plans were in the works for a cemetery to be built. Now, this is where the best of the best in Buenos Aires would spend eternity. So, Martin Rodriguez, the governor, he bans the traditional practice and institutes the city's very first official cemetery, on the grounds of a monastery, it's the Recollect Convent and the Our Lady of Pillar Church, built in 1732, so literally on holy grounds. 
What amazes me is that for more than two centuries, Buenos Aires existed without an official cemetery. For La Recolette, the cemetery is the first of its kind. And it's considered one of the most haunted locations, not only in Buenos Aires, but in Argentina. We will get into some of the hauntings in just a bit. Recoleta is home to countless notable burials, over 4,691 vaults and counting, in which at least 94 of them are declared historical. I will discuss some of the eternal notable residents as some of their stories are quite unique and even borderline comical. Actually, only one is comical, and you'll see why. Many important Argentinians are interred here, such as military heroes, poets, philanthropists, writers, actors, artists, politicians, and presidents. Several presidents. 26 to be exact. Probably one of the most visited tombs is that of Eva Perón. And her story after her death is probably one of the most bizarre that I've heard. When Eva Maria Dorate first met her future husband, Juan Perón, he was a colonel. And this powerful man moved his way up the ladder and became the president of Argentina. Once this happened, Eva, lovingly called Evita, jumped onto the political train with her husband And in 1951, she even ran for the office of vice president. She was widely loved and supported, and she probably would have won it if it weren't for the ugly bitch that we call cancer. (sighs) Her crippling illness forced her to withdraw from candidacy. And the following year, she did pass away. After her death, the Argentine Congress gave her the title of spiritual leader of the nation. This is where the weird card kind of gets thrown in. For two years after her death, Evita's corpse is put on public display. The government takes control of her body and she disappears for 16 years. Somehow, it's then revealed that Evita was secretly buried in Milan, Italy, and she is exhumed in 1971 and is brought to Spain to be with her husband, Juan, who's now married to his third wife, Isabel. Now you may think, hmm, okay, what does the new wife think? The corpse, not the ashes, but the actual body of wife number one is now in their home. It doesn't bother her in the slightest. She's a cool gal, actually. They actually put the body on a platform and display her in their dining room. Well, some time goes by when the opportunity comes for Juan to become president once again. So him and Isabel head back to Argentina, leaving Eva back in Spain. Not only is Juan the president, but his bride is the vice president. While in office in 1974, Juan suddenly dies, making Isabel the president. Newly president, she flies Eva back to Argentina so she can be reunited with Juan. And over 22 years after her death, she is finally appropriately laid to rest. Today you can find Eva Maria Perón in her family's crypt, the Durate family. Another tomb that gets 
a ton of attention as that of Liliana Crociati de Sazac. The 26-year-old and her husband had just gotten married and were on their honeymoon in Austria. Everything was perfect. They were super, super excited to be spending their new life together as a married couple. Well, things escalated quickly, however, when an avalanche came barreling onto their hotel when both were killed in this horrible accident. And guess what? It is said that her beloved loyal pooch, Sabu, died the very same moment she did, even though he was not there at the hotel. Whether this is accurate or not, I can't say, because in other places I see that he died a few years later. The tomb you see today is absolutely beautiful. Her mother designed it herself, and it's ever so gothic. It's a building crafted out of wood and glass that is supposed to resemble Liliana's room when she was a child. In fact, in the level of the tomb where her casket lies, that is where the replica of her room is, it even has gorgeous Persian rugs and silk cushions and what have you. It's adorned with long Gothic-like windows, and in front of that is a life-size statue of Liliana herself. She's in her wedding gown, ever so beautiful. And that's not all. Sabu, the dog, is standing right next to her. Life-size, of course, and her hand is lovingly petting his head. It's an absolutely beautiful tribute to someone she loves so much. Speaking of her dog, he is actually laid to rest with her, which I guess kind of goes against Recolete's cemetery's procedures and policies, As animal ashes are okay, the body of an animal, not so much. So I don't know how they were able to do it, but they did. And the dog is with her. And adjacent to her tomb is a plaque with a poem that her father wrote in tribute to her, titled, To my daughter, only I ask myself, why you left and left my heart destroyed that wanted only you. Why? Why? Only destiny knows the reason. And I ask myself, why? because we can't be without you. Why? You were so beautiful that invidious nature destroyed you. Why? I only ask myself why. If God exists, does he take away that which is not his? Because he destroys us and leaves us to an eternity of sadness. Why? I believe in fate and not in you. Why? Because I only know that I always dream with you. Why is that? For all the love my heart feels for you. Why? Why? Your papa. You know, you can hear and feel the heartbreak in his, in this grieving father's words. He's mad his daughter was taken away from him so suddenly and at such a young age. He's questioning his faith. Nothing makes sense when a young life is taken. You can visit her tomb today and it's very close to the grave of President Sarmiento. Here comes the somewhat comical story, if you will. What do you do if you are mad at your significant other and you want the world to know about it for all eternity, 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 eternity? eternity. You may want to take a page out of vengeful Tibercia Dominguez's book. You see, for decades, her husband Salvador Maria del Carrel had been in Argentine politics. He was a well-known figure and considered pretty wealthy. People loved him. He was respected. He was well-known. Well, Tibercia 
loved to spend his hard-earned money. So much to the point that he found himself in somewhat of a financial crisis. He got sick and tired of the problem, so he wrote a letter and sent it to several newspapers, basically saying that he would not be responsible for his wife's debts any longer and that he would not be paying for them anymore. She was really unhappy about this and quite embarrassed, to say the least. It was one of life's cruel lessons, slapping her square in the face. They remained married until his death, 30 years later. But it's said that they never spoke one word to another again. In her will, she requests to be buried in her husband's tomb, but in a separate vault. Her anger was still seething, and she wanted everyone to see it. For when he died, a life-size statue of him sitting in a chair looking in the distance can be seen. And when she died 15 years later, there was something put of her, but behind him, her back to him, forever looking away from her husband. Ouch. I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. It's like, geez, you know, but either way, that is a true story. Another notable burial is that of Isabel Walweski Colonna. Sadly, Isabel didn't live to see a full week. At just six days old, she dies. This infant is believed to be the illegitimate grandchild of Napoleon. Her father was a Polish-French diplomat rumored to be the illegitimate son of Napoleon. However, no studies to date have officially been able to confirm any type of bloodline connection. But either way, six-day-old baby died. Super sad. Argentina's most famous boxer, Luis Angel Verpo, also known as the Wild Bull of Pampas, calls this place home as well. He died in 1960, and 43 years after his death in 2003, the Wild Bull of Pampas is named the greatest puncher of all times. His most epic fight was against Jack Dempsey. When Luis knocked Jack right out of the ring. Now, he would ultimately lose that fight, but many feel it was an unfair fight and that he should have won. Apparently, it took 14 seconds to count the four. Hmm, sounds kind of fishy. Like, you know, was he doing like one Mississippi, zero, zero, Mississippi? Oh yeah, uh, two, zero. (laughs) I mean, who knows? But anyways, a lot of people considered that Luis really won that fight. Fair and square, no doubt. His boxing record is remarkable. Out of his 38 fights, he had 32 wins and only six losses in many minds, five. 26 of those wins were by knockouts, and the crowd goes wild! The cemetery has many life-size statues of the deceased here, as you can find the most famous boxer of Argentina statue here as well. While gazing at pictures, another stood out to me, that being the tomb of Admiral Guillermo Brown. He founded the Argentine Navy, and for the Irish pride, you'll enjoy this. His tomb is actually painted green in honor of his Irish heritage. His mausoleum was partially built with melted-down bronze from the very cannons of his battleship. I absolutely love that. I think that is so awesome and quite unique. And one last notable burial and its story before we get to some of the resident ghosts who forever roam La Recolette Cemetery. General Tomás Guido. 
He was a general for the Argentine War of Independence. He joined the revolution in 1810, and he even helped negotiate independence from Spain. He dies in 1866, and his son, who was a poet and a politician, built his father's vault in memory of him with his very hands. Looking at it, it surely is a masterpiece and definitely made with love. And I'm sure some blood, sweat, and tears as well. It looks to be made of some sort of stone, perhaps even cobblestone. Love that look. And the door is black with bars, kind of like an old prison door, medieval looking door. It just looks really cool. And the door... You can see through that and you see what looks to be a marble countertop with a top portion bust of the general. And below you can clearly see his casket. Now to the hauntings and their stories of how they got there. In 1881, a man named David Alano He's an Italian immigrant, and he starts work as a gravedigger here at Recoleta. He loves his job. He's a hard worker, and he's reliable. He's good at what he does, and he becomes known as the Keeper of the Tombs. David adored this cemetery and the phenomenal architecture it showed off to the visitors. His dream was to one day be buried here as well, perhaps with his own impressive funeral architecture. All the money he earned working was saved and put aside for it would go to his eternal resting place. And his hard work, it did pay off and he hired an Italian sculptor from his hometown to build a grand life-size statue of him. And in 1910, when it was finally complete and brought over to him, he went home and he commits suicide. And he was soon buried in the place he worked so hard to beat. David Alano was a gravedigger for La Recoleta for 29 years. And he was just, when you went there, you saw him. He was always there. He spent so much time here in life. So it's no shocker that his spirit remains here after all of this time. Throughout the years, several visitors have claimed to have seen the apparition of David Alano wandering throughout the cemetery. Many have heard his keys. Think of a warden with a ring of dozens of keys. That specific sound. People have heard that, and when they look around, no one's near them. And at times, the sound can be heard echoing throughout the entire cemetery. In fact, wherever he was, his keys were right there. It was almost like his lifeline. In his right hand of the statue, you can see those keys. Poor David made his tomb grander than his own life, and he was all too eager to start spending eternity in it. The next story I am about to share is everyone's worst nightmare. The Gambaseris were a wealthy family and close-knit. Well, one night, 19-year-old Rufina was getting ready for a night out on the town with her mother, when suddenly she dies. Her family is beside themselves. She was fine one minute and dead the next. It just did not make any sense whatsoever. 
Two doctors confirm her death, and her body is placed in a casket and taken via horse-ridden carriage to La Racoleta, where the Cambuceres family plot stands. Fast forward a couple days later. Cemetery workers are conducting a routine patrol of the burial grounds, something they do quite often. When they are next to Rufino's family's vault, something catches their eye. Something is not right. The coffin is not in the original place where it was once left, and even more. The lid was ajar. Warily, they approach the 19-year-old Rufina's casket. They fear that possibly it was disturbed by grave robbers, and they think the motive was to desecrate her body and take her jewelry that she was laid to rest with. Upon removing the lid... They find her jewelry is still in place. However, to their horror, her body is now covered with bruises and scrapes and large scratch marks. What they didn't know, what they couldn't know, what no one knew on that fateful day, Rufina was not dead. She was very much alive. She was just in a comatose state. Theories range from maybe she had epilepsy or perhaps she suffered from cataplexy brought on by narcolepsy. Now, I know what epilepsy is. I have some friends who have epilepsy. And maybe she could have suffered from a seizure and no one was there to help her and she became comatose and it would appear she was indeed dead. I'm not a doctor, but I can see that happening. I mean, weirder things have happened before, right? I did not know what cataplexy was, so upon research I found that it is the sudden weakening of muscles, which is caused by the destruction of the neurotransmitter hypocretin. Hypocretin regulates the awake cycle. If this is what indeed happened to poor Rufina, that means that she was conscious and aware of every single thing taking place around her, but she was unable to respond or react in any manner, verbally or physically. And when she was able to respond, it was too late. Her fate had already been sealed in her casket turned prison, and she was already suffocating. How heartbreaking. Her family, they're distraught upon hearing this news. Their baby, she was alive this whole time. How can this happen? Not one, but two doctors had confirmed that she was dead. They envisioned their sweet Rufina trying to breathe and scream for help, all alone and scared, desperately clawing at the casket. It's every parent's worst nightmare. And not even a parent, just in general. Being buried alive. Oh, God, the horror. I did an episode about this a while back, and the research was eerie, as I uncovered many people had this happen to them. Many. And it still happens. Her mother, she gets a new tomb for Rufina, a marble life-size statue of her 19-year-old daughter, and she is standing outside the vault with her hand on the latch. Her mother made sure that her daughter never felt trapped again, even in death. It is believed by many that her spirit walks around the cemetery looking for people who may be suffering from the same fate. And is it a shocker that this cemetery may have a legend connected to it? Luz 
Maria Garza, was only but the tender age of 15 years old when she passed away. Leukemia claimed her young life. Her tomb shows the young girl dead on her bed. A famous legend is tied to Luz, and it's one that we heard before throughout the states and several countries as well. The guy, he's good looking and he knows it. He doesn't let that get to his head though. He sees the gorgeous young lady and is immediately drawn to her. They start a conversation and that leads to going to a cafe and getting a cup of coffee. They are talking about whatever kids their age talk about. They're laughing as they swap stories. There seems to be a real connection there. If nothing romantic, at least a new friend. Suddenly, the girl shivers. Huh. The boy sees this, and even though he's a bit on the cold side himself, he's a gentleman. His mom and dad had raised a gentleman, and he offers her his jacket. As they continue to talk the day away, she laughs. <laughs> and in the process, spills a little bit of coffee on his jacket. They end their coffee date with hopes of seeing each other again. And it seems to be the reunion will actually happen a lot sooner than expected as the following day, the young fellow realizes, hey, it's cold. Where the hell's my jacket? Oh, pfft. duh, she has it. She has my jacket. That thief. Just kidding. So luckily, he remembers where he dropped her off the night before. He knocks on the door and who he believes to be the young girl's mother answers the door. And when he asks the mom where she is, the mother, she starts weeping and lets him know that her daughter died some time ago and is buried at Recloeta. He's in shock. No way. He just saw her yesterday. They had a full-on conversation. She was laughing. She was cold. She has his jacket. They, they, they walked around together. I mean, there's no way he pictured that in his mind. It happened. He's not crazy. He doesn't believe the mom. She tells him where in the cemetery he can find the tomb. And he does just that. And he finds it. And what's even more shocking is, you guessed it. His jacket with a little coffee stain is draped around the tomb. He is so distraught that he takes his own life. Now, another ending to that legend is that instead of dropping her off at her house, they go their own ways, but he still wants to make sure she gets home safely. So he kind of follows her from a distance and she leads him right to Recoleta and he sees her entering her vault. Why this is connected to the 15-year-old girl, Lowe's, remains a mystery, but Either way, gotta love those legends, my friends. Now, apparently, to get into the cemetery, it was free, but I did see a few mention that you have to pay a few bucks now. And, I don't know, what's neat about this place is that you can obviously walk the area on your own, but every Tuesday and Thursday at 11 a.m., there are guided tours available in Spanish, Portuguese, and English. Now, of course... With the bitch we know as COVID, who knows if that's accurate now. Might have changed. Who knows? But at least before COVID, that's what they were doing. Every Tuesday and Thursday, 11 o'clock. So anyone who's in the Buenos Aires area, try to say that 20 times. Buenos Aires area. But, ah, okay, not doing it. Go check out Recoleta Cemetery, for it's truly a gem. 
Have you been to the cemetery before and have a story to share? Maybe you have another fascinating tomb to share, or perhaps you walked into a spiritual encounter. Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Email me at paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? Mm-mm. Don't do it. No need to cry. Just head on over to any of the podcast platforms and you can binge listen right now, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Player FM, CastBox, Pocket Cast. Wherever you may roam to listen to your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background. This week's special city shoutouts go to Braintree, Massachusetts. Next up is home of the Stanley Hotel, that being Estes Park, Colorado, Hamburg, Germany, Stockton, California, and Shavertown, Pennsylvania. As always, it's super appreciated you guys coming and checking me out. Be sure to subscribe, throw a review my way, and I will see you next week.